Now, because I'm mindful and I stop and think and meditate, I can sense so many things. Pay attention to those little things and that makes a difference. So do you love to read? I love to read. I don't have much time though. I wish I had more time <laughs> to read more things. That's why I read things that I feel that are useful because I don't have time to read. Yeah. So I wish I had a lot of time so I can read like novels and like a lot of books, but then I don't have time. So that's why I read things that I feel that are helpful for, for me, like that I can apply in my regular life and not just fantasies or things. Right. That, so you like more like self-help books? Yes. Ha. Yes. So not having a lot of time, do you use more Audible or the actual book? I do both, but like I wish I could have more time for any of the two. <laughs> But yeah. it's like between work and driving kids around town, like I try to put my books, but they're like, mom, it's too boring. Let's put it up. There's <laughs> a like, reggaeton, so, reggaeton, reggaeton, mom. So it's like, so I don't have, so I, I normally uh, listen to books when I run. Running and listening are the same. Wow, that's multitasking at its finest. It is, but it's kind of cool because it's like, I feel like I'm, Nurturing my body and the mind at the same time. It's kind of cool. What's Mujeres Balance? Mujer Balance is a blog. Oh, it's, a uh, it's a blog. Yes, because when I had my second baby, uh, mm. it was like the first one with one kid, you're okay. I can manage work and family. When you have two, you're like, how can I do this? It's really hard. So I decided to do a blog with tips for for women that were like me, that they want to look good and feel nice, but also be a mom. And like, you know, because I feel that you cannot do one thing or the other. You can do, you have to do everything if you want to be happy. What's like the number one tip you would give for women balancing work life and family? Uh, to focus on themselves first, mm -hmm. to make sure that they're good, that they're healthy, that they're grounded, and then they can give everything to everyone else because we, as women, we just, give so much to everyone but then we deplete ourselves and then you don't have anything to give of course and within that like loving yourself i would say what made you choose this book ah i chose this book because i don't have much time to to read <laughs> so but i want to live longer and healthier i want to be like an 80 year old snowboarding like i do now yes. dancing and <laughs> having fun and enjoying my kids and my grandkids so I really want to live longer, but in a good way. So I decided to find a book with science that can help me doing, do that, to do that. So this book is really cool because it tells you in a practical way, but in a scientific way, how to live longer, but healthier. Because I don't want to live longer and be being <laughs> sick or being like inactive. You know, I have so much energy and I love it. And I, I want this energy to last. For a long time. And so I think it's, you know, a good book to, to follow that. How do you feel like that energy can last for a long time? Until you are really old, if you really take care of yourself, if you take care of your body, your soul, your mind, your relationships, if you really nurture every aspect of your life, you can live longer and healthier and enjoy life. Because I think we came to this world to be happy. Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's funny because I feel like it can be overwhelming. What part of health and longevity would you say you focus on the most? Uh, he talks a lot about exercise. He says that exercise is the best drug out there that everyone can do. 
And I really believe on that. I've been like working out all my life and doing sports and doing so many things. And I really feel really good when I exercise. For some people, it's a pain and it's really hard and they do it because they know it's good for them. For me, it's a joy. So I love when I read in the book that exercise is the best drug because I enjoy doing that. So (laughs) it's good that you have something that is good for you and you enjoy as well. He says that like if you really, if you exercise in a way, it's not just any exercise. It has like different, different methods and intensity and there is a science behind that. But he says if you exercise, then you can live longer because then you have the muscles, your bones are protected, you have the stability, uh, and then it's like you can live longer and rock and roll. I see that you do a lot of TV hosting. Yes. How is that for you? I love it. It's super fun. I think it's great because I I love like to be spontaneous and like live TV is the best for me. I enjoy it a lot and it's great that you can do what you love. And I studied journalism and broadcasting in Boston and and I started doing like TV back home in Colombia in a channel called RCN and I've been working in different TV stations and I really enjoy that. Yeah. What school did you go to in Boston? Uh, I started in Emerson and then I graduated from Suffolk. And you always knew you wanted to do like journalism? I always wanted to do that, but I had really good grades growing up. So my parents suggest that I did uh, a law school. In Colombia, you can go to law school when you finish high school. It's different than here. So I went to law school. I went to law school in Colombia, in Bogota, and yeah, a lot of people don't know that about me. But then one day, uh, I was presenting something on TV, and the producer is like, I like how you look on camera. I like how you respond. Why don't you come for this casting? So I'm like, I went, and, and they gave me a job. So I love it so much, and it was so much fun that I decided, like, I study, I did all the things, but then I, I never worked as a lawyer in my life, so... Wow, that's so cool. That's such a fun fact about you. (laughs) Yes, it was really hard for me because, of course, like in Spanish, I can't do anything. And English was hard for me because I had to think about it and all of that. But it's really fun when you have challenges. And that's the only way that you grow in life when you have challenges. And because if you are so perfect, then you don't grow. That's Facts. it. So, Facts. but when you have to, you have to face it. I did TLC, I did NBC, I did many things in English. And for me, it was like a big challenge, but it's also an opportunity to grow mm. and be out of your comfort zone. And, you know, when I, when I started at the beginning, like your accent, I'm like, this is what I have. I'm sorry. This, this is me. And like uh, many, many um, doors closed on me because of that and whatever. But it doesn't matter. At the end, it's like your persistence. And if you are proud of who you are, I'm really proud of my mm. Colombian roots and, you know, my family and everything that I had to go through to be here. So of for me, is my accent is a reminder that I'm not from here, but I came and I overcame, like overcome a lot of obstacles and things. And it's an opportunity. Always like the dif- difficulties in life are opportunities if you take them that way. Definitely. And I like what you said, like owning it. Look at Sofia Vergara. Ah, uh, yes. You know, she's been able to build a whole career off of that. Exactly. Right. So how did you learn English? Uh, in Boston. So I arrived to Boston. I started like taking classes before going to journalism. So imagine like it, it was really hard because of course, like language was really important for me. And so I, I learned English in classes and wow. and then in life. 
in Miami, you don't speak English at all. It's like, <laughs> yeah. in Miami, you don't need it. In Miami, it's, it's like, bad. yeah, but Miami, we, we throw some weird words out there. I, I recently discovered, I say, epreway. Ah, right. And I thought that's how you said expressway in, in no, Spanish. Oh, really? Autopista. When I found that out, I was like, wow, we really speak another another version of Spanish down here in Miami. For sure. The Spanglish in Miami is one of a kind. <laughs> it's different. It's different. What would you say is the most funnest project you've worked on? Uh, there is one called Nutres in Colombia that I love with all my heart that help kids in need. Uh, now we're doing trips to help uh, teenage moms uh, that are pregnant. So there is a really beautiful foundation called uh, Juanfe Foundation that helps these moms. They take care of their babies while they teach them different jobs like hairstyling, uh, to be receptionist, so they can work and break the cycle of poverty. So I'm taking people to Colombia to see that, to help them, to sponsor a girl, and also to enjoy. Colombia, because it's beautiful, I also uh, represent Colombian tourism. So I bring people from the U.S. to Colombia to see the beauty in my country that a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. Like they know Cartagena and maybe they know a couple of things, yeah. but they don't know that we have so much beauty in our country. How do you create a healthy mindset for yourself? I'm really lucky because I'm positive. It's just my, my brain is like that. Uh, I have a psychologist friend and she's like, you are so lucky. Your brain is weird. Like, it's just like that. I'm like, okay, thank God. But sometimes <laughs> I, my brain is not working that happy. Sometimes, of course, everyone has problems. So I meditate every morning. So that's something that I do. And it really helps me. And sometimes it's just two minutes. But two minutes of just put a song with a mantra and then close your eyes and try to empty your thoughts. And uh, so that helps me a lot, the meditation. Then uh, a gratitude journal. I write in the mornings yes. what I'm grateful for, but like do it in a meaningful way. So for example, it's like, I'm grateful for the sunrise, but why? I'm, I'm grateful because the sun is here. I live in Miami in this beautiful place. I can see it in my window. Like things that you can really apply to your life, not that general, but things that's like, I'm grateful for coffee. Why? Because I love how it tastes, because I grew up in the coffee land, because it wakes me up. Like things that, you know, like being grateful in a meaningful way that you really feel it. You think about it, you feel it, and that makes a difference. Then I surround myself with good people. I, I have maybe a lot of followers, a lot of friends, but like close people, few. If I don't feel that they're good for my energy, they don't, then I, you know, take them out. Like those complainers, those people that are really hard, you know, I give them my love, but I, you know, if I feel that they're consuming my energy, they're like energy vampires, mm. I back up. I'm like, bye okay, bye-bye. <laughs> no. Yes. So I'm really mindful of those things. And maybe when I was younger, I didn't have that ability to really understand what is good for me and what is not. But now because I'm mindful and I stop and think and meditate, I can sense so many things so I, I so, so when you go and have a conversation with somebody and you don't like that person you start to feel like something is wrong my stomach is like telling me something pay attention to those little things and that makes a difference because we all have the same intuition but the thing is like when you are not using it is because you are so busy and like running in automatic pilot and you don't feel it but if you really pay attention to how you feel 
Oh, sometimes you feel something and it's not about that person. It's about something that happened to you in your childhood. That reminds you of your mom or your uncle or somebody yes. that wasn't nice to you. But then if you think about it, then you can understand, okay, maybe I feel this way because of this or I feel any, any feeling that you have, good and bad, it's good to think about it because then you know if it serves you or not. What event occurred in your life that went you from not having a mindful mindset to having a mindful mindset? Mm-hmm. Okay, what I can tell you. For example, like when I had the accident with my knee, uh, that I was like in a horse doing a, 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 a handstand in a horse and I fall. And I was like this super busy person, like doing a TV show, a remodeling TV show, plus having two kids and doing everything and not sleeping and na na na. So it was great. I thought it was great, but it wasn't that great because I wasn't taking the, I, I wasn't like stopping to see what worked and what didn't work. So when I had that, I had to stop. I didn't have a chance. I had to go to surgery. I had to stop and slow down. I couldn't record the show for two months until like I'd, I could walk again in crutches. Uh, so I started doing yoga, Pilates, other things, thinking about it, doing a lot of journaling, reading. So sometimes in life, those things that you think are horrible for you, they're the best things for you. So it gave me and stop a pulse that helped me out so much in understanding what is good, what is not. And when I was like ready to rock and roll, then I was taking things in a different way and taking projects that really fill my soul or they were really good for me financially, but not everything because I, I, I have this appetite for life that I want everything. I want all the projects. I want all the parties. I want all the friends. So I'm like, okay, let's pick and choose what is good for me, what is good for my soul, for my family, for my career. Uh, so yes. that makes a difference. I love that you say that. I talk about that all the time, the power of a pause. Yes. And sometimes we're moving so fast forward that we're running in circles instead of moving forward. Yes. You know, and just to even hear your story of like, just to reiterate the positive mindset that you have of like, I'm injured. And instead of me sitting here crying, I'm like, okay, I have this time off. What am I going to do for myself to get better? Exactly. That even mindset shift is really beautiful to witness. I feel like you do so much and you're so uh, well-rounded in all those layers because I feel like it's so hard to be well-balanced. How do you create that life for yourself? Um, I have to double check on myself every week. So every week on Sunday, I try to see, okay, how is my life? how I'm doing in my long-term goals, in my short-term goals. How is my family doing? How are my kids? How is my husband? How, is my, how are my parents? So it's just about like checking. It's like when your car, you see your car is not driving well. Okay, maybe the tires, maybe it's the oil. What is, so I, I try to check on myself all the time. So sometimes I feel exhausted. I'm like, what is this? Maybe I'm not eating right. Maybe I'm sleeping less. Maybe I'm taking too much projects on once. So it's, it's just about constant checking and changing. We don't have to be the same person all our lives. We can change and nobody have to judge that. Because it's just about you. Your life is yours. And even though, you know, your parents gave your life, you gave like life to your kids, it's about you. You are the only one that is responsible to be happy, to be healthy, to have joy. So if you don't take responsibility for yourself, nobody's going to do it. So that's how I do it. I, I check on myself and I adjust things. I'm like, okay, maybe this friend is not 
it's not good for me anymore yes. because it's you know yes. like it's not good for me i don't i don't like the company okay let's you know like don't be rude but just don't don't do more plans with that person that can do or you know what uh reading is helping me so much or putting an alarm like i do with my social media i put an alarm so i'm like okay i'm gonna comment to my my friends and followers for 30 minutes i put an alarm because you know i stay the whole day on that so it's like little things because life is about small moments mm -hmm. but if you really pay attention of what you're doing and change what is not working adjust move then i think you you can be happy that way Thank you for sharing that. I'm taking that check in and change weekly, check in and change and adding mm -hmm. the change part. I never saw it like that. Mm -hmm. I've always checked in, but never really thought about, well, if it's not working, how am I going to change it versus like, well, this is what, it, this is the routine. This is how it has to be. Cause it's been that way for the past 10 years. Uh -huh. so that's yes. really, that's yes. really cool. and, and like, it doesn't matter. Some people are like, people are going to judge me if I change careers. Like I, I left my my law degree all like that with the work, with stability. And I took my bags with like few dollars and I flew to Boston. And people were like, are you out of your mind? You have a secure life here. Everything is working. But like, I don't feel that is, I'm going to be happy here mm -hmm. in 10 years. I have to make a change now. When the roof is perfect, mm -hmm. I have to go before it has holes on it. And it's like, <laughs> you know, yeah. I have to go. And so it's like, it doesn't matter what people think about you because at the end it's just yourself and your soul and connect to yourself. That's something really important because everybody has different needs. How do you connect to yourself? With the meditation and the walking. And when I don't know how to solve a problem, I go for a walk and it helps me so much. I go for a walk and I see nature and say, okay, how can I approach this problem in a different way? What are my solutions for this? Uh, what, what can I, you know, how can I learn from this? So for me, walking works. For people that hate to exercise, maybe it's closing their eyes in a quiet corner, putting music. I don't know. Everyone has to find, like, you have to find what works for you. Right. How do you structure your time effectively to be able to do everything that you do? Okay, my, my, my life is super crazy because of that. Some people have like a nine to five work, you know, and they can organize. So I have to organize my day by weeks. It's really like it changes a lot. So for example, when I was filming in LA, my remodeling TV show, I was like, okay, one week of filming nonstop. I was away from my family. The next week is just for my kids and I schedule all for my kids. And then like, so I organize my time, how I think it makes sense. So I like, for me, it's like family, work, myself. So these three items have to be like on check. So I, I try to give energy to all of them. So when I feel like my husband is being like out there, like I'm like, poor thing. I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. let's make a date. So oh, I like put it on my calendar. Okay, yeah. let's have dinner this day. Or maybe he's a morning person. So let's. Let's go for to see the sunrise together or something. I speak to a lot of mothers. Mm -hmm. And one of the common things that mothers face is losing their identity after having their kids. Yes. How have you been able to maintain your identity while still being a mother? Okay. So for me, my kids are my biggest joy. And it's so hard. It's like so hard to be a mom. Like if somebody tells you that it's not hard, it's because, you know, they are not moms, I think. It's really hard because when they're little... 
it's really hard on your body and the time and you're exhausted and you want to sleep. And then when they grow, like my kids are 11, already 13, emotionally it's really hard because you don't know how to, you know, guide them in the best way and to tell them things that they don't understand, but it's really hard. So, so for not losing your identity is like always do things for yourself. So I never feel like the guilt when I was going on a trip. I didn't, I didn't feel the guilt trip. A lot really? of moms do. A no. lot of moms do, yeah. I know, but I organize myself so I don't do it. So, okay, before I go to a trip, let's make sure that I do Play-Doh with you that you love to do this. And after I come, let's go for a fishing trip that you love and we do six hours fishing. That, that's what you enjoy. And like, you like to cook, let's cook together sushi that takes two hours and it's hard and messy and it doesn't matter you know like so i don't think we we should have that guilt it doesn't make sense but you have to organize yourself so you have to give up something so if you do that in a mindful way you don't have to feel the guilt and your kids are they tell you your work is more important than me is super hard they're like oh they kill you but then when they see you and if you show them what you do your job, your work, so many people are you helping. That they that changes. So I remember one day I was remodeling houses in the TV show and my kids were like crying, don't go, please don't go. I'm like, okay, why don't you come with me? So I took them with me and they were with the producers and they were like, mom, you are amazing. It's so cool what you do. And they love that. And since that day, they're like, okay, I understand what you're doing. So it takes some time for them to understand. But right. if they see purpose on that, and bringing them into your world. Exactly. And and they feel proud of you. Now that they're, they're like older, they're like, I'm so happy you did that. Yeah. What's been the greatest lesson your kids have taught you? Oh my God. They are they are horrible. They tell you every day that you're not enough. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah. They they you know, they keep you grounded and don't check. No, they always tell me that mom, you are you are like the same mom, the meditation, you are screaming. I'm like <gasps> Yes, I am screaming. I didn't realize that my voice is louder. They tell you all the time where you're not good in some things. And they're like, okay, you tell me no electronics, but I see you too much in your social media. I'm like, okay, reality check. Uh, they they tell you, they tell you, they see you so much. They see you perfectly. And if you lead by example, that that you can tell them whatever, but what you do is what they follow. So a lot of people like worry about what, what I'm going to tell you. It doesn't matter what you tell them. It's what you do. But they tell me all the time, like, mom, you have to stop. Mom, you're doing too much. And they're, they're the best. Yeah. Because they, and you see yourself in them that is horrible. Because you see the good and the bad in you. Yeah. So it's like, when I see my little one, I'm like, oh my God, oh. this is just me. In the good, it's fantastic. But when it's in the bad, it's horrible. I'm like. You what? have patience. Maybe I don't have patience. Mm -hmm. Everything that they don't do well, mostly is you. And it's what they see on you that they pick. Wow, that's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that they keep you grounded. Oh, and my God. Like... So much. They judge you for everything. And sometimes, <laughs> yeah, they're horrible. <laughs> that's so special. <laughs> yeah. No, they're the best. It's the most amazing feeling. I want to touch upon, upon this that you mentioned, because I feel like it's very relatable to me and a lot of people of the divorce of your parents. Mm -hmm. How did the divorce of your parents impact you so much and how did you overcome it? Yes, it was it was hard because for me, it was like I had like the perfect childhood, the perfect house. And one day they told me, 
we're going to be divorced and you have to pick your mom or your dad. And it was the oldest and it was really, it was really bad. But in a way, I grew up so much from that because I was the oldest. So I have to be responsible for a lot of things and kind of, I had to mature in a short time and be okay. What is important? What is not? How we keep the family together? Uh, so I feel like challenges are really bad, but that's when I grow up the most when I have challenges. So I I had to learn how to be more independent and how to overcome things that you don't want. So in life, that's life. Life gives you so many things that you don't want, that you don't want to accept, but you have to. Do you right. have a choice? So you always have two choices or you cry the whole life and be miserable or you be better than yesterday and find a solution and go on. Right. Challenges are just an opportunity for growth. It, they are, for sure. Yeah. What's your favorite takeaway from the book? Um, so I like about the book that you have to think about nutrition as well. Sleep enough. Sleeping is overrated. And you, you have to really sleep enough hours. We want the hustle, but we have to sleep. It's so important to recover and, and, and to be better. Um, exercise. But I love the part about the emotional health because you can be, your body can be a machine working perfectly. But if you're not happy, if your relationships are not meaningful, if you're not happy with your purpose, with what you're doing, there is no purpose to live longer. So I think uh, everybody should, of course, live longer, be healthy, but think about what makes you happy. What is important about yourself that is different it makes a difference in the world uh that that is not the book but it's that's something that i think i think that every one of us have a gift uh some qualities some talents that you are better doing that than other people and you have to discover that discover what makes you happy how are you like in things that you're good and and go for it oh wow andrea thank you so much for being here You've ha I know you've given me a lot of insight. I'm going home with all these little nuggets. So Fantastic. yes, thank you so much for that. Yes, like don't judge yourself because yes. some people judge yourself. Like they're like, no, I'm not being a good mom or I'm not being good at work. You're doing the best you can. Don't yes. put so much pressure on yourself because then it's like, that's super depressive. Mm -hmm. Like be proud of what you're uh, accomplishing and then go from it. Like don't be so hard. We right. all, we're all trying But if you if you are really true to yourself, that mm. is super important. You can achieve anything you want. Yes. But just take the pause that you said. Yes. Take the pause. Start again. You can start every sunrise again mm. and try again. Life is super short. You know, I interview so many people and like all people, they always tell you life wasn't long enough. So it goes like that. Even if you're a yes. hundred years old, it goes super fast. Yeah. So don't waste that opportunity that you have to be here. Yeah. And live happy. Yes. <laughs> I love happinista, it. Happinista, happinista. Happinista, Well, there you have it, friends. We just finished wrapping up with Andrea Minsky discussing Outlive, the science and art of longevity by Peter Atia. Make sure to click the link in the description below and get your copy today. Like, comment, and subscribe. Let us know your favorite part of today's episode. Turn the page and we'll see you in the next one. Shout out to our sponsor, Local Cold Brew Coffee.